Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, we're picking up with part two this week. And, uh, you know, I, we kind of listened, re-listened to the last one to kind of pick up where we left off. And I realized that some of what we talked about was where we're at with God's will, but we really haven't talked about how we got there. And I think that's a, a very critical step because, you know, so many people want God's will, but we really don't want to have to give up anything and we really don't have to do anything. And um, I think really for, for me, it was about surrendering everything to him and, and figuring out what that meant. Because I was talking with a group of guys in my men's group and it's like, you know, one guy's like, I've already surrendered everything. And and you know what I heard was, okay, I did too, but then I took it back two minutes later and said, okay, God, I really don't need your help on this. I've got it. And I think that that's, you know, really when you start talking about God's will and surrender, and um, that's a critical, critical point because if you're still in control, that means he's not. And um, we do a lot of things in God's name or because God's doing when really God don't have anything to do with it. Then we blame God because it didn't turn out the way we'd already planned it in our head. So um, really surrender for me started um, really day one when we were in crisis and I was riding my motorcycle and was like, God, I give you everything. I've screwed it all up and I know I'm, I'm not doing what you want. And and I, you know, I meant every word of that. I can also promise you within an hour, I had already taken most of it back. Um, and, and that, that was a real struggle for me to realize, to find the keys in my head, the little ticks I have that says I'm in control and God's not. And that's a, that's a piece that I personally have struggled with, and I know a lot of people, and maybe everybody does, but um, just being obedient, just seeking his will every day and surrendering the day to him. I mean, um, a lot of the days I'm not perfect. I pray for the people that I'm going to see that day, not that I sell them or I sell them something, it's that God prepares their heart for what what's going to happen and prepare mine. So um, I kind of want to start there this morning because without that, then you're alone. You're doing your plan. And then when your plan turns out bad because you're, <laughs> it's one of those things, we get a plan and then we're like, hey, God, bless this. This is going to be awesome. Okay, it wasn't God. It wasn't God's plan. Well, and I think, um, I think definitely think surrender is the key. And, um, of course, surrendering for me was, you know, when David, um, came to the knowledge that I had been having an emotional affair and, um, we were trying to work through that whole thing and, um, literally getting down on my face and just giving everything to God, because that's pretty much all that I had left to do. Um, and I also remember that when our, um, we were raising our oldest daughter, you know, I would give her to God and then I would take her back. I would give her to God. Then I would take her back. And when she turned 18, I remember saying to God that she is now yours. We have done the best that we can possibly do to raise her, 
um, to be a successful adult that knows the Lord and follows his, his direction. Has she done everything perfectly? No. But, um, you know, when she turned 18, I'm like, okay, God, she is yours. Because now, you know, at 18, she is responsible for, to God for the choices that she makes. I can no longer have control over that because she is a very um, independent, hard, strong-headed um, young lady. And so for me to try to guide her and direct her after 18, because of I want her to fall into my idea of what I think she should or shouldn't do, um, is not going to do either one of us any good other than cause us stress and frustration. And so you know, it's that kind of a thing. Surrender is giving up your will and asking God for his. And he he shows up. And it's the thing. It's not um, necessarily always an instant thing. It's a, it's a process that he walks us through. But again, like I said last week, it's we have to listen for his voice. Well, and that's what uh, our oldest is a, a great example, you know, of one of my flags that I start wondering how much in control I am is when, when worry and fear show up. Now, now worry and fear will always be there. They're driven by Satan. They're, they're always going to be there, but that's kind of my, my caution of, okay, God, I'm worrying about this. I'm afraid of this. What well, what part am I trying to control through this? You know, when, and worry and fear will never go away. That that is true. Um, but you you also have the power of God on your side. So it's one of those things as you're going through worry and fear, then then it tends, not every time, but it tends to drive me more towards surrender, um, of surrendering the situation to God because worry and fear doesn't come from God. So in turn, that means Satan's winning. And that's a, for me, that's a flag that jumps up of surrendering whatever I'm, excuse me, whatever I'm afraid of, just surrendering that, or if I'm worried about this, surrendering it and the peace of not, not having to carry that burden. And I think as children, when you're raising children, you know the mistakes you've made or you've seen other people make, and you're trying to prevent them from happening. Well, sometimes they've got to slide on asphalt to figure out it's asphalt. And you say, well, how can that be God's plan? Well, it's not God's plan. They're making choices that is allowing them to slide across the asphalt. And that's one thing we've tried to do. We're not great at it is to let God be God. And if the kids make bad decisions, then they pay the consequences for them and not us getting in the middle of trying to rescue them. Well, and two, with worry and fear, you cannot control what the outcome is, but God already knows what the outcome is. And I'm There's a lot of fear that is inside to me sometimes over pretty much anything, whether it be, and and I don't mean fear as in I'm afraid of the coronavirus. I'm afraid of, 
getting deathly ill. I'm a fear in, am I making the right decision? Is this going to hurt us? Is this going to benefit us? Is this going to whatever? Um, and that's when, like David said, you just give it to God, whatever it is, that worry or fear, is this the right decision? And just wait on him to answer because fear is not from God. It, it is, um, something that Satan, the deceiver can use to, make you question or to make you not move forward and when God wants you to move forward. But ultimately, the outcome is in God's hands and we can't control whatever the outcome is going to be by worry or fear. Right. And that's even anxiety. I'm thinking of even yesterday, we've, we've got a job it wasn't going bad, just wasn't going the way I expected it to go. And, and really, I slept on it. It wound me tight. I didn't sleep well. The next morning, I get up, I'm wound tight. Um, and so, you know, by mid-afternoon, um, I'd kind of figured out that, okay, either way, it's either going to work or it's not. There's not a lot I can do to control anything in this, and and God's got it. And by the afternoon, I was at peace with where it was. God gave me, okay, here's the plane you're going to have to go. There's going to be some people that don't like it. That's all right. And I, uh, so whenever you're talking surrender, God's will, what's going on, if you're in deep fear or worry, it's impossible to hear God's God's voice, because unless you really sit down and start talking to him and surrender the situation and, and start a conversation about it, what tends to happen to me is it gets so overwhelming that I can't hear or see anything other than the fear in front of me or the worry in front of me of what are we going to do? What's this look like? How's it going to work? And then my head jumps in there and I'm, I'm logical. I need to find a plan, A, B, C, D, and it, it just starts jumping. And so for me, it's one of those things that you've got to slow this thing down because even in your marriage, worry and fear, what's going to happen? How's this going to turn out? That actually makes the situation worse because you get on high alert you're, you're really micromanaging or micro got them other person under a microscope trying to figure out what's going on and what's your next move to prevent them from leaving. And basically you end up watching them so tight that they get tired of it and they leave anyway. Well, and I would, you know, I was just sitting here thinking you, what you think the outcome of whatever situation is going to be when it's not the outcome that you thought it was going to be, it's because God's word specifically says, my ways are not your ways. Yes. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Yes. So just a little um, heads up or a little cautionary is God's plans are better. He has plans 
um, to prosper you. He has plans to do good for you. He loves you so much that he wants the best for you. And so when your plans end up different than what you thought they would, it's because his plans are better than our plans. His thoughts are better than our thoughts. And he guide, if he's guiding and directing our steps, it will be the best outcome because he knows the next thing that needs to happen. Well, and a no may be the best step. Uh, yes. I, I think we're, we're kind of in that situation right now with a lot of things, but one specific comes to mind, you know, where over time we thought we knew what was best. And if, the, if we could get this, do this, whatever the situation is, it would be the best situation. And what God's shown us over time is, I had a better plan than you can even dream of. We were getting ready to take second best or third mm. best or 10th best because we thought it was best. Right. And God's sitting there going, dude, hang on. Just wait. Just wait on Just me. Wait. I have the perfect plan. And honestly, in our lives, this is truly the first time that that really, as a couple, waiting together, we've been able to see God's perfect plan. And, and so I think that, but that's through a lot of surrender. I think back of uh, the two years ago when we were down at Show Me Birds. Mm-hmm. At the baptism mm -hmm. of like, what do you, what part of it? Um, the reason why you got baptized, what was going on and through your head? Well, just, I mean, there was just, um, I remember when we went down there, I was for whatever reason, I don't, I don't really recall now just really stressed out. And for the, couple couple months of stress and anxiety and, and discontentment and unhappy and you know David said that there was a baptism at Show Me Birds that, that we really didn't want to go to. Well, or, yeah, we I mean we really wanted to go to the movie. We didn't really <laughs> want to go to. We didn't we didn't have necessarily a good not a bad relationship. We just did hadn't been around the people that were going to be there that had invited us and somehow God set it up that this guy David talked to and said, hey, by the way, we're going to have a baptism at Show Me Birds. Why don't you come? So we loaded up and we brought the bucket of popcorn, <laughs> um, the popcorn bucket with us, thinking that, uh, well, we'll stay for a little bit and then we'll go to the movie. And so we get there and, um, you know, a lot of great people that we knew were there. And we just, um, one of, you know, a, a very close friend of ours was kind of brought a message and he was the one doing the baptizing and there was several people um, set up to get baptized. And so, you know, we were all standing on the shoreline watching these people get baptized. And, um, you know, Aaron, the preacher was just saying, if you don't really know, you know, we all know our birthday, but if you really don't know the day that you were born again, were you really born again? And he, he said that not for us to question our salvation, um, because that wasn't the, yes, it made me think, okay, well, did that really happen? I've never questioned my salvation. Um, you know, when I, when I gave my life to the Lord 20 some years ago, but 
you know, and then he went on to say, you know, if things are happening that you don't understand and you just haven't been walking with the Lord, right? Anyway, he was just going on this big spill and literally my heart was pounding out of my chest and I slipped off my shoes, gave David my phone and sunglasses. Uh, I was fully dressed. And nicely. And Not- nicely, I mean, fairly nice. I mean, we were just going to go to the movies. Um, makeup, hair, and for me to not look decent in front of people was not something that I normally did. And so, um, but I literally, God drew me to those waters. So I heard his voice so clearly, not audibly, but just the, the, his spirit moving that I needed to go and surrender all the things that I was holding on to. Because I was so trying to control everything and had no control over anything that I just felt him say, you needed to surrender this to me because I don't want you to be in control. Let me be in control because then that takes away the stress and anxiety of you having to be in control yourself. And so I went down, got baptized. Um, Of course, the hair, the makeup, the clothes, everything was, um, you know, but I felt so strongly his presence. There was no fear in what other people thought. There was no fear in... You know, what are they going to think of me? What are they going to blah, blah, blah. I just was obedient to his call for me to go into the water because I was so tired of just carrying the burden of everything that we were, of just life. And I guess that's, you know, kind of the whole, life is just difficult. We all come across really difficult situations, whether it be with your spouse or your children or trying to control things, things not going the way that you thought they would, life not being the way you thought it would be, older parents, sicknesses. The list goes on and on and on. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't have God in your life, you will fail miserably and you will your life will just continue to be a life of chaos and unsettlement. Well, and I remember her, we were riding in the car back, and I was honestly in full shock due to the fact of her going fully dressed into the pond. We didn't have towels. We had to get towels from the people that owned the house. Um, I I mean, it was crazy, and I was like, okay, babe, what was that about? And she's like, if I wouldn't have done it, I knew it would have been in direct disobedience to God. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that um, the surrender, God wants us to surrender, not so that he can control everything in a bad way, but he has so much more blessings for us in a good way. Mm -hmm. And we can't see it because we assume by worldly standards, it's as good as it's going to get. And, and really when it come down to it, um, it was one of those things that surrendering everything just changes the conversation. And so I wanted to kind of go over surrender a little bit because it, and it's been quite a little bit, but the thing is when you start talking about God's will, um, if you're not surrendering, then then you're creating a barrier. You're in control. Wherever you end up, good luck. I mean, that's really what it comes down to because God's not in it. 
and he wants better for you. Mm -hmm. But um, with God's will, we've seen over the last really couple of, well, probably three months, um, especially, you know, where we knew God's plan and, and, and we knew that, well, he wants us to move. And I, I think like Susan's unsettlement on houses and wanting to move is a, is another great example of God wasn't there yet. God's like, hang on. Just I'm setting stuff up in the background and I'm working with Aaron on his evangelism. He's getting ready to go out in a trailer and preaching. And, um, you know, I think sometimes he waited five years mm. for God to put this together because all the people in the background that he needs was not ready. It didn't have anything to do with whether Aaron was ready or not. And I, I keep saying this the last two or three weeks has been on this. Let God be God. Mm-hmm. God's working in the background in your life that you don't even have any idea about, whether it be your job, whether it be, you know, marriage and uh, kids, um, Kids are super tough. You know, they didn't come with a manual. And you try to apply biblical knowledge to it, and that's tough. And um, it's just one of those things that, you know, as you go through life, there's so many things that you can't control. If you really break down what you can control, you can't control getting up in the morning because God didn't promise you tomorrow. You could die in your sleep. You can't control whether you have a job at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, you may get fired. You can't control whether you're going to stay married or not, because all of these situations deal with other people. And so really God directing you in the right move. Um, and that's what, uh, Brooke was preaching the other day um, about, you know, it may look completely illogical for you to make the move you're making, but if it's in God's will, it'll be like, um, it'll work out. Trust me. That's all I'm asking you to do is to trust me. And that one, that one's a real struggle. Yeah, it really, you know, when everything seems against it or when everything you know it's without going into too much because it looks like we'll probably have to go into next week but um when god's hand is moving and you're allowing him to move and you're listening to him and following his steps and waiting on him and doing all the things whatever the situation might be doesn't make sense from a worldly standpoint from um, any other standpoint other than a spiritual standpoint. And that's what Brooke was kind of sharing on Sunday in her message was if it looks odd or off to the world, but you know that God's in it, then it really doesn't matter that um, if he's in it, then the outcome is going to be what he wants, not necessarily what looks good to the world or what you think may you know, be right. Um, again, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so we just, um, 
again, we've really been seeking him and sitting back and just waiting for him because us in and of ourselves trying to figure out if we're supposed to move, where we're supposed to go, all these different things is um, usually we're not on the same page. And so um, God's got to get us to where we both are in agreement and that we're then and when we're in agreement, we know that we're at least in, heading in the right direction. Right. Well, and and that's the struggle because then you throw ministry in there. And I talk to a lot of guys that say, well, I'm not called to do anything. <laughs> okay. I got bad news. You're called to do something. There is no, I'm not called to do anything. And, and, um, you know, we really trying to find the ministry you want to do. Um, you know, right now we've probably got five different directions that we have the potential in going in ministry because God's used us in all of them, but there's not one that's standing out that says, okay, hey, this is what I'm calling you to do. And we're trying to patiently go through this with God because um, that's a tough thing. I mean, they're all great things. They all are to God's glory, but it's also one of those things they are all wildly different. And so just seeking God um, and in these situations, just like with helping Aaron, I'm helping Aaron with his ministry and everything, but I do know I'm not called to go on the road with him for six months. I, right now I've got no calling on that at all, but there are other things that, whether it be minist- uh, marriage, whether it be men's, whether it be, um, there, there's just a large volume of good things that God's got going on. And he may have us play parts in all of them for a while and not really have us mainstream anything. And if so, that's okay. Because I, I mean, I think when we first started, we knew it was going to be marriage. That was it. We're going to, we're going to do marriage ministry. And, and we have, but it really hasn't mainlined that, but we're okay with that. Well, and I think also you got to be cautious into Satan can use all these different avenues of, well, ministry, if you're doing ministry, then it must be from God, but he can also, Satan can also make us so busy from yes. doing godly things and, and spiritual things that we're really missing God's calling. So again, we, we need to sometimes slow down and be cautious of where is he really leading and making sure that Satan is not putting all these great looking opportunities, ministry opportunities in our path to simply trip us up and to get so busy that we can't do any of them successfully because we're so busy juggling all these other different ministries. So, you know, just a word of caution that we have to be wise and God is not going to put us in so many different things that we're overwhelmed and we can't do his plan well. Well, and I think that's the same thing. You see the envision, but that doesn't mean it's for today. Mm-hmm. And and we tend, as a couple, we tend to jump and just assume, well, God showed us this, so we need to do this. And um, 
you know, we've, we've had to really kind of work through God's will and, and just be patient, deal with what's coming up because Susan's exactly right. That's why, you know, a lot of people get out of ministry or get out because it wasn't their calling to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that we we're so, once you see God's hand move, you're so excited to be involved that sometimes you make up your own spot where you feel God wants you. Mm-hmm. And, and that, again, you know, Satan is the 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 pro at being deceptive and making things that are not from God seem like they are. He is the deception, you know, he is the deceiver. He is the father of lies. He can make things look as if you're doing all these great things in the name of God, and yet they're not. They're they're deceptive. They're lies. They are not going to be successful because you either haven't sought God's will or you haven't made sure that it's from Him. And it's kind of like dangling a carrot. You know, Satan's great at dangling a carrot and saying, "Ooh, come and follow me." He, I mean, look what he did to Adam and Eve in the garden. Right. He twisted. Um, the words that Eve told, that God told Eve, he twisted, you know, well, God, did God really say that? And made her doubt either what she heard or anyway, it's just, he is, you just have to be cautious and right. make, make sure that you're following his, his will. Yeah. Cause it, it really is. It does get confusing based off the last eight years. You know, just looking at our lives where opportunities have come. Yes, we need to do this. Yes, we're supposed to do this. And then nothing gels out of it. And and not getting frustrated in that because we really um, seen ourselves speaking to churches. And and I'm not one. I, I tend to let God be God in the sense of um, I'm not going to chase everybody in the world to try to set things up. Um, because I also know I, I can look back and see where God was making adjustments all the way through. So we're about out of time again. It's, uh, you know, it goes very quickly on our side and, and, uh, we're just excited to see what God does with this. Um, we keep saying it to ourselves as long as one person's helped, we're, we're good with that. Um, and sometimes God's got to show us who he's helping or that it impacts. And we appreciate you guys listening because at the end of the day, we, we hope you grab a nugget out of every one that makes you look at God differently or makes you question your relationship with God. And that's really our goal in all this. And certainly if, if this, you know, is beneficial to you, if you have grabbed a nugget, please share it just so. You can help somebody else. You can be part of our ministry just by sharing, um, you know, whatever God's spoken to you through our through this podcast. Well, you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.